Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app and answer a few questions. With Angie, you can book instantly at an upfront price or request and compare quotes from multiple pros so you can find the best price for your project. So the next time you have a home project, just Angie that and start getting the most out of your home. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 316. Hostful 316. If you're a crazy football fan and you're also uh, a podcast fan, the next time you go to a football game, uh, paint your body and have it say Hostful 316. This this would be the episode that would justify that. Um, I uh, let's see where are we now. We're in San Francisco. T- where are we now? This happens a lot. Where are we? What day is it? Is it daytime? Are we in the northern hemisphere? Uh, so we're in San Francisco right now, and uh, we have uh, one one more show coming up uh, for SF Sketch Fest, which is a great festival. There's still a couple of weeks left of that. And then on the road, I have a bunch of shows coming up uh, in other cities like Denver and Portland and Philly. And and uh, so just go check it all of it out at Nerdist.com slash calendar. And I would like to thank Squarespace.com for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast. Uh, Squarespace is basically just a really easy way to create or manage a high-quality website or blog. Uh, there's a new CMS or content management system. Uh, I, now, saying the abbreviation and then saying the words just completely negate the idea of abbreviating it. And then justifying it on top of that, I've made it... 70 times longer than if I had just said content management system. But from a technical perspective, it's an entirely new product with a different code base. Uh, it, you can use HTML5, CSS3, JavaScript. Um, you have speed, you have flexibility for future development, so it doesn't just lock you in uh, to whatever you're using now. From a user perspective, you have the best mobile experience. There's new uh, mobile-ready templates with super responsive designs, and it's just faster and easier than ever to go on to Squarespace. Everything now is drag-and-drop, so there's better social media integration so so check it out it's a it's a really gorgeous UI and I think you'll like it so for your free trial if you want to build your website go to squarespace.com slash nerdist you're going to sign up for a free account no credit card needed use the offer code nerdist8 which is different than the previous uh, uh, code so nerdist8 you're going to get 10% off your purchase on new accounts that includes monthly and annual plans don't forget about free domain registration with annual plan subscriptions at squarespace.com use the offer code nerdist8 uh, so this is this episode is so much fun. This was just a regular old hostful. But because we record these in the E building, formerly the G4 building, um, it, the there were auditions for another show happening, like for a, like a hosty show happening right outside where we were doing the podcast. So all these people walked by. So it's basically that's why that's why we called it Celebrity Turnstile because it's like 
Pardo dropped by and Dana Gould and our friend Aaron Gibson and Jillian Vigman. So just all these people, it just became this kind of like rotating carousel of our friends. So uh, this was a, this was a hostful with a bonus. Super, super, super fun. So uh, here you go to start your weekend or whenever you're listening to this. The Nerdist, but I, I'm probably just going to stop justifying it by saying whenever you listen to this. Because we all know, we all know that you can listen to this whenever you feel like it. Again, with the over-justification. I think that's what happens when you start to get older. You just over-explain everything. Now I'm meta-over-explaining. So please enjoy the Nerdist Podcast number 316. Hostful goodness with a bonus. Now entering Nerdist.com. Executive producers of the uh, Nerdist TV show, and we're sitting in this glass box here in the E building. And who walks by but Dana J. Gould for a meeting? So I was like, Dana, you're in. Myra, you're out, but only for five minutes. I'm like, Bob Hope, but hey, I came in, I saw the light was on. I thought I just dropped. (laughs) Hey, what are you guys uh, shooting CPO Sharky next door? (laughs) What are you guys doing? Hey, I tell you, I saw a kid on the street, a starving kid, so I had the limo driver pull over. I offered to sell him an apple. <laughs> Bob liked a dollar. Uh, with all this property I brought from uh, all these people in the valley. Yeah, yeah. All these people that were illegally interred. I, <laughs> I, tell you, I got a real cheap land, though. Can't blame me, can you? Yeah, I tell you what, uh, that broke shields. That broke shields. We're talking about Bob Hope's Toluca team. Lake home. <laughs> Which is I, where I have been. I just wanted to know what we were talking about. Where I have been. Have you been there? Really? I was on the second to last Bob Hope special, and we did the promo from his Toluca Lake home. And I have a photo of me at his house giving the doing the rabbit ears behind his head. Oh, you cut up! Oh that, my god, you cut up! And that at that point, Bob was literally like he looked like the guy from he looked like Angus Scrim's grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> And he was just, just like he had that weird bloody eye disease, yeah. and just I, I would describe his mouth as a maw. And, and he was alive. Yeah. Angus Grimm, of course, from Phantasm. Yes. Just in case yeah. people. He was the alive for a good decade after that, right? Uh, no, he died about uh, two, maybe three, four years after that. Not a whole decade. He was ninety-four, and I think he died in it was like ninety-six or something. No, I think he died in ninety-nine. Didn't he? His age at, at ninety-six. Oh, he died. He did. You know, I for, don't know. Let's just be glad he's dead. <laughs> but you, uh, you have that story where you talk about putting, uh, they're doing the photo shoot, and you put your hand on the back of his... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I, I had to put my arm... He didn't... He was not impressed. Well, I just don't think he wanted to... I just... He was like, can I die, please? Yeah. <laughs> Two more specials, Bob. <laughs> Bob, you signed a 100-year contract. Yeah, We're yeah. enforcing it. I just want to die. Yeah, I know, Bob, but you got to go. Um, so he, he... And I had to put my arm around him, and he just didn't want to be there, and his... his his arm felt like a sweater full of light bulbs. <laughs> if you have ever, if you have ever had to hold, if you have ever held a tube sock full of dead goldfish, you know exactly what it is like to squeeze Bob Hope's arm. And uh, and I literally we had, so we're doing this commercial and it was uh, so I say. Um, the commercial was very simple. I say, hi, I'm Dana Gould. Join me and my new best friend here on his comedy special this Thursday on NBC. And Bob turns to me and he goes, I love this kid. 
Didn't you used to be my caddy? And I do a take. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a take. Wait, say. did you Give used to be his caddy? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. No, it was something else. But finally what, what? deliver the line. I'm Danny Gould. Join me and my new best friend here this Thursday on his comedy special on NBC. And he turns me to hello, this kid. Didn't you used to be my caddy? <laughs> <laughs> Halfway through Caddy, his brain just went, I'm on a five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we had to do it again, but they couldn't no. say that he screwed up because they're like, we got to do it again, Bob. Why? Why? You know, he did like, like a T Rex when the kid moves. He <laughs> <laughs> suddenly got really alert. Somebody was accusing him of making a mistake. And it's they had to crazy. Go, you have, you have peanuts in your mouth, Bob, which he did. Uh, it's crazy thing. It's like, you know, when you see like a guy who's like seventy, and you're like, "That's an old dude," and then twenty years goes by and he's still, still alive, yeah. so you're like old for so long. Yeah, I, and and you wonder like I was thinking because I saw Martin Landau speak uh, recently, and you wonder is is does he just wake up in the morning and is like. You gotta be kidding me! <laughs> <laughs> this is unbelievable. Yeah. But I mean, Bob Hope was old in the fifties. Yeah, like he's an older guy in the fifties. Well, yeah, but exactly. also people people who were in their forties and fifties in the fifties seem like seventy year olds yeah, now. Yeah. Life, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly right. They, so, like everyone to us that seemed. You know, like, oh, Carl Wright, all those guys, they, what were they, like, set, you know, older than, yeah. no, 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 they were, like, in their 40s and 50s, but yeah. they just looked, like, they, they looked like grandparents at, like, 45. And the life yeah. expectancy was probably late 60s, early 70s yeah. back then, too, yeah. so they were, well, they just, were inching out. That's just the weird thing about, you know, uh, when people talk about Social Security, Social Security kicks here in we at go. 65, <laughs> and it's supposed to pay for you until you sure. pass away. The average lifespan when Social Security was initiated? 64. <laughs> 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 we'll so never have money. to pay this. It was not huh? designed to float you for What about years the debt ceiling, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to look at the big. <laughs> <laughs> the first 30 years is not in designed to that's support you for the last 30 years. That's exactly right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, right now, it's like putting money in a wishing well. <laughs> <laughs> At night, anyone can come and take it. <laughs> what are you? What are you doing here? Uh, there's a little uh, show that I'm testing for some kind of thing. I don't know. A fun get together. Trying to keep it up. Show the... business has lowered yet another rope and sent me <laughs> an engraved invitation to piss up it. Dana, get on, get on, Dana. So I've been chugging lemonade all day, and I'm going to go in there and splatter myself to success. Dana, come up here to entertainment. We're going to go around the world in 80 days. Exactly. It's really... It's, come on. It's going to be wonderful. We'll yeah. have a fun venture. It's show business is equivalent of pointing to your chest and hitting your nose. <laughs> Seems like a good audience, though. They want to come and check out a test... Uh, oh, thing. yeah. Now, I don't did even you, know what it is. Can, maybe you can't talk about this. Did you or did you not work on L.A. Noir? I'm in the cast of L.A. Noir. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, so, But that's done. It, well, it's it done until up. we start doing it. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yes. I mean, but you're not currently working on that now. I guess no, just... I will start working on that in, I believe, in June. That's exciting. It's very exciting. And it was one of those things. I'll tell you a quick story. Um, Frank Darabont, coolest guy ever. Yeah. Uh, so we get there and we're shooting the scene. And, you know, and, and I'm nervous my first day and I'm nervous and I don't want to screw up. And, um, you know, a couple of notes. Uh, you do that, do that faster, do that. Low. And I like I never got a note. And I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't get any notes. All right. Because I'm hitting for six. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that like George Takai. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm doing very well. <laughs> uh, and then after like the whole thing, he's, uh, he's like, oh, hey, Dana, can you, uh, can you come over here for a minute? 
I'm like, oh no, <laughs> like I'm gonna get it. Like, dude, what are you thinking? Like, I thought I was gonna get like yeah. the private reaming and we just I just walk over to him and go, Hey and he goes, How cool is this? Because <laughs> <laughs> we were shooting at this old police station. He's the coolest guy ever. He's oh that's awesome. That's right. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. I and there's uh, in the pilot, it's uh, Simon Pegg is in the pilot? Simon Pegg is in the pilot and John Bernthal, Jeff DeMond, a lot of our old friends from the Walking, from Walking Dead. From Walking Dead, yeah. Yeah. Um uh Neil McDonough. Um a lot of it's a it's a, a murderer's row of of actors and murderers. They're going to work in the lawgiver <laughs> statue from the Frank's backyard. The, the lawgiver, yeah, or my backyard. <laughs> we, yeah. we, no, we both, we, that's one of the many things we share. That's adorable. Uh, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's good, too. I've seen it. It's very subtle. It's like, it's the most classy, nerdy thing I've ever seen, where it's like, it's not outright. There's some plants in front of it yeah, that you kind of got to see. Oh. He's got the full lawgiver. I just have the bust. <laughs> yes. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. To be clear. <laughs> to be clear. Full, dis- full disclosure, I just have a lawgiver bust. Ladies, right. where are you going? <laughs> Hear me out. Was okay, I'm done. Thing you had to give your wife uh, to get that. Well, that was the the lawgiver. No, that was- <laughs> bust. Okay, the lawgiver yeah. was was vote was vetoed. Wow. But I recently came into possession of, and I don't want you to treat me any differently. I love this. Uh, one of Morton Hack's original costume design drawings of the gorillas. And one of the green jumpsuits from Conquest. Wow! Sorry, ladies, taken. <laughs> wow! Con- but, uh, Conquest, huh? Yeah, I did put it on. Yeah, and you sweep up. I did. I swept <laughs> up, and then I spilled some tartar sauce. Yeah, and no. <laughs> oh. And then, uh, and then your kids came with Marcus and said, "Look, Daddy, we yeah. made it more colorful. Yeah. Yeah. We tied <laughs> out. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, yeah, I just did a full. Uh, I Paul Williams was doing a show at Largo, and I uh, came out as Doctor Zayas. Oh. And uh, you can see this at danagool.tumblr.com. This is amazing. Uh, it was uh, because of our good friends at KNB Effects. I did the whole, uh, uh, Andy Schoenberg had a great Zayas, and we came out. Poor Paul Williams in that movie has, I know that movie by heart. Again, that's the wedding ring. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Paul Williams has this giant wad of pipe that he has to spit out when he first comes in. The guy says no to the ape, and the ape looks at him, and he runs up, and he goes, Teacher, you said no. That is the one word we were electronically conditioned to fear. You can never say that to an ape. Only an ape can say that to a human. Caesar, when we... <laughs> That's called story pipe. And in The Simpsons, when we had people deliver story pipe, we frequently had them holding pipe. <laughs> I, know, I, I totally we didn't realize that. Lisa once came in holding like some giant pipe and said, but that competition is... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was great. Shit. Well, I should <laughs> st- I should step out and go do. Get out of here. Go. Yeah. Good luck with your audition, and then Thank and you. then come back and hang with us longer. I will. Okay. In good. Auditioning. Here's here's what you know about auditioning. That's the job. I used to be very aggressive. Like I used to hate it. Like just chip on my shoulder. Like making me. Argh. But you realize that is your job. Yeah. Auditioning. Yeah. Working is the reward you get for doing your job. Right. And if you can get into that. Mindset, it's not quite. And sometimes you have to work for free and be judged by people who think you're not tall or enough or whatever enough. Exactly. Yes. And (laughs) and and now with the internet, I I would I would say that always you have to work for free. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but no, it's uh, it's uh, it's um, it is uh, you know it's this is my brother's a prison guard. 
<laughs> I'm not complaining. He I just kind of did. I don't know what he said to his guidance counselor. I like the idea of anal rape. I mean, I don't want to be a part of it, yeah. but I see it in my workplace. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like, like to be near yeah. it. Yeah, I, I see it's it. Like in, a, yeah, it's like a crew guy in a set. It's like, I like being near the yeah, action. Yeah, I get around it. I could ref. <laughs> 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 well, good luck on the audition, right, Dana Gold. I'll, I'll, I'll poke my head in the way. Please do. Let yeah. us know how it went. Cheerfully. Oh. <laughs> Dana J. Gold! What a piece of shit. Wait a minute. The door's not. <laughs> Sorry. Right, door's now. What an asshole. I can't believe you brought up Frank Darabont and Hardwick didn't say anything because Hard Darabont was on Walking Dead. <laughs> sure. Well, the show, I mean, yeah, the show's still good, but... um, Another Chris Harwick just trying to be nice to everybody. <laughs> oh, God, please, uh, don't take me down that Such rabbit hole right now. It's so, so. Mean, I'm not going to go into to yourself right now? I'm not going to go into Chris, it. I'm not going to go into it. Are you trying not to address the Amazeballs issue? I'm just, I don't know. Okay, uh, well, like, uh, two times I said Incred Amazeballs, and everyone thinks that, I, like, I am this big proponent of well, Amazeballs, and I'm not. I was making fun of it at the time. I had to ask Matt the other day. I was like, "Why does everybody tweet at me, Jonah Bing, Jonah Boom?" <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, no, I don't remember that ever being said." I had to. Ask and then I guess you said. I said it. Yes, I said it on the. I said it on the PCast. Yeah. On an intro? <clears throat> no, you were here. I was here. You might have been sick. I feel like that was the. Uh, that was the no, because it, ha- it was happening before that. I think. Uh, listen, Jonah Bing, Bing, Jonah Boom. I don't. Uh, Binger, banger. It's fine. It's not like an issue. Oh, it's helping he pay. It. He it's helping it. pay for the wedding. I fucking dig it. Just did another one. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Wait. So you're watching your commercials online and hitting the dig button? Hmm? <laughs> He's digging. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, sorry. It's a, it's a, it's a 2007 good. joke. Yeah. yeah. It's still, you know, yeah, it's Reddit still, guys. Watch uh, it. So you're watching your commercial and upvoting. <laughs> <laughs> I I think about I th- just life. I think about life a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I think about. You know how you could so easily just show people what you're watching and what you're into. Yeah, uh, I think I brought this up once on the podcast before, where it's like, remember when you would see a sketch or a, a scene or something like that uh, on TV or movie, and then you would go to school the next day and you would tell your friends about it by acting it out. Yeah, and it's like, and then a guy does this, and then a guy goes this. Uh, it's weird that now you could just like it, you could just click it, and then your friend sees it, and there's like no. Like yeah. there's, it's so passive. It's like it's like you don't have to. Well, it's a, it's a sketch where a guy kind of well, we, goes. You know what? I'll just send you the we've link. We've become less a a a, a a a culture of of story retellers to story forwarders. Yes, yes <laughs> like very much. It. Just, where's the forward button? Yeah, but it's weird because like I wonder like I don't you know every kid who wants to be a performer has that push will end up doing it anyway. But like you know. Like for me, like growing up, like telling my friends about sketches and acting them out as I told them about, it, like I, I was like, I whoa, I like this. I like I yeah. like this process. Like, yeah. did you have that at all? Like, yeah, no. I mean, it was always a thing. I was I was a big uh, one of those kids that would record everything they were watching. Yeah. So I would bring I'd show people videotapes. Like I would just I'd be like, here, check this. So out. you were early office. internet. I guess I was the internet. When yeah. I, yeah. Was what was early. that? Is that like a Maven, like a guy who maven. feels he needs to like uh, the Maven like, shares like the Maven's like I found this crazy thing. You have to see it. Like yeah, he yeah. exposed like he get that the Maven gets off here or or she gets off on exposing people to things that they think are cool that they're yeah, going to like. Yeah. Yeah. Tastemakers, essentially. Right? I guess a tastemaker would be a, a ma- yeah. yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and now you can just do that. En masse. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to. Forward? 
on your Pinterest board. What is Pinterest? Exactly what I said two days ago. Yeah, didn't know your Chloe, Chloe, no. no. No, I'll tell you what Pinterest is. Pinterest is actually <clears throat> Pinterest is actually a pretty brilliant idea. Um, it, and Chloe loves the shit out of Pinterest, but basically it's it's just a visual pin board. And so rather than like think of it as a social think of it as social media, but instead of words and phrases, they're just pictures and videos. Well, that sounds like Tumblr. It's very much like Tumblr, except that rather than you know, t- Tumblr is very uh, is very singular scrolly. and the, and very scrolly. And so Pinterest is just like you have a whole pin board of like you know I can follow all your pins and I can follow all Matt's pins and I have my own pins and then it just they're like a million rabbit holes you can go down. Oh, and so you know, and well, then, how would you go down? Let's say okay, let's say I like you, uh, a certain type. Like oh, I really. I like the Gibson Les Paul. Could I pin okay. that? Yes. So okay. what you would do is your 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 Pinterest board would basically have like one of your one of your pins would be guitars. Yeah. And so you you deep dive you dive into that pin and it's just like a fuck ton of pictures and well, videos about knows, guitars. How do you know what's in the? Oh, I see. So you essentially each pinned thing is a category. It's a category gotcha. for the entire gotcha. website of Pinterest for anything that you find online anywhere. Oh, geez. And so it just basically is a very visual way to expose you to special so if, interest if things. If I see something that you're... I like that's cool with like guitars, I could pin it to my guitar. You would pin it to your guitar thing, yeah. and then people would follow you, or they would follow your guitar pins, yeah, yeah. and like they would pin your guitar thing up, and then other people, you know, and then you. You basically it's 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 like a visual series of rabbit holes to go down. And so like so say he like here's a picture of a guitar like oh here's a video of a guy doing a really cool solo like that would all go right. in that one yeah. little right right that you could you could put that in in there. I feel like the entire audience that's listening to this right now is just annoyed at you and I for not knowing what Pinterest. No, is. I bet a lot of people. I bet a lot of people. I bet most people think it's a fucking like a real bad like commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about those things. Uh, my, my impression of Pinterest is that it's skewed more toward a female demographic in the beginning. Well, I don't know if that's... My impression of Pinterest is this. Oh, Pinterest. It's <laughs> a pretty good impression. Mine's like, and hey, don't call me Shirley. <laughs> I don't do impressions. Words are... What are your so impressions similar. of Mr. Stryker? I don't do impressions. I'm a doctor. I don't do impressions. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. Yeah. Jonah's Rift today was written by the Zucker Brothers. Yeah, yeah. 40 years ago. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it, it's just kind of a cool, like, it's sort of a, you, you will lose a lot of time, uh, you know, going on Pinterest. But I think now, you know, where people are creating, you know, it's, it's funny, like, the idea that your online identity, there was, I think there was this, this older idea of, like, oh, you have these fake online identities where it's a picture that might not be you or a younger picture of you or whatever. But now, essentially, our, our identities online are defined by the shit that we love. Yeah. And so you build this kind of igloo or turtle shell based on movies or cat faces or whatever it is that basically say, this is who I am. This is my identity. Yeah. In the world or who I want to be. And then, you know, and, it's and the new wearing a pin, wearing a T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. It's called Pinterest. Pinterest. And so Pinterest is a very visual way what's, for, what's for people one, to do that. What's the, what's the one where people get stickers? Sticktrist. <laughs> Are you talking about... Uh, like you watch a show and they give you stickers or something. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, the... That's um, when you vote. Nope. Right. It's called sticker getting. Getting, getting stickers. You're a comedy writer? Stickers. <laughs> uh, stickers. Professional writers. And then when Batman comes sticker. in, yeah. <laughs> Batman drops down yeah. on the ceiling. Um, 
Yeah. What Hang is on. that? What is that? Now I need to know. Because you can check why check in to the nerdist and get a sticker. Oh. Like and then I wanna know if it's like a real sticker, if it's like a fake sticker or what is the it a puffy fuck? sticker? Yeah. Oh, is it scratching the nail sticker? Scratch a sniff snicker. What do you got for you? Who cares? Oh, it, it's a get glue. Uh, get stickers. Yeah. I was so close, Jonah. Yeah, Matthew. It's get, get glue. I'm watching this. I'm watching the Nurse TV show. You get the you get the get glue sticker. But do they actually send you a sticker? They do. You don't actually get an IRL sticker. Sorry. I'm, oh man, that bummed you out way more than I thought it would. Yeah, yeah. There's always Sticker Planet. You can go to Sticker Planet at the you're right, Grove. You're right. The only thing that keeps that farmers market open, <laughs> Sticker Planet. Yeah. It's a held together. For with those stickers. of you who don't know, it's weird the a, way it works out. There's a place. There's a place in the farmers market at the Grove, which is essentially. This is not a farmers market. It's just like it's a, a, it's a. It's like it's like a, a permanent food court. Yeah, it's like Faneuil Hall in Boston or in Philadelphia over by the train station. You get the place that all the food is that I don't know the name of. Anyway, it's one of those places. Or an open food market with potentially fresh foods in your town. Who is gotcha. that out there? Aaron Gibson. Gotcha. Oh, that's Aaron Gibson? Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, oh, where is she? Gra- grab her for a sec. Well, she's going in. She ran in with wardrobe. I saw her earlier. Anyway. Anyway, the farmer's market. <laughs> Sit down. Our friend Aaron Gibson. Hey, Aaron Hi, Gibson. You know, Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast. You know what's fucking fun We're about this? There's so many guests. Is this like with that, the fact that there are all these crazy auditions in the, stu- in the studio next door means there is a revolving door of great, hilarious people that I love. <laughs> you know what this is? This is the equivalent of a mid-90s Grammys radio junket. <laughs> yeah. This, or, yeah. Or Midnight in Paris, this, this podcast version. <laughs> Midnight in E. Midnight yeah. on E. Yeah, no, I Guys, just really like it when it was a few years ago. I wish it was just <laughs> oh, different. I mean, Why I hear it be a couple years ago. My new thing is to just work in Midnight in Paris references to all conversations. Now let me ask you this: Does, on. Do you do you give yourself credit if you say I have to work Midnight in Paris into conversations yes. like yeah. that's working it into the conversation? Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> so nice. I basically got two points. Really? Oh, I, nice. I feel like it's weird to give yourself a point for justifying. Game. Are it, you though. playing this Rigged. game with this anybody game else? No, everyone hates this game. This game <laughs> Nobody rigged. likes this. Are you just working in the phrase Midnight in Paris or like st- parts of the movie or? I, I, you have to make I make really sweaty references. Like I'll be like, oh, that banana. That banana's weird, just like the plot of Midnight in Paris. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a bit of a stretch. I'd give yourself a half a point. That's a half a point. Yeah. The last time I fell asleep in a movie, Midnight in Paris. <laughs> oh, really? It's just that easy. You just did say, you really? Hey guys, it's two o'clock in L.A. Gotta be, Paris. Paris. gotta be. <laughs> I haven't done that one yet. <laughs> that's so obvious, and this is the one I haven't done. Uh, it's always the one right in front of you. It's always no one ever thinks How, of the world clock. Have you been having everyone else at this audition? Well, come Dana, in? Dana, Dana came, came in. Dana we did. see. We saw Arden. Ard, yeah, Arden Marine, and then uh, I saw our friend Rob Cohen was out there, and too. Owen Burke, Owen Burke yeah. is in there. If you go in there, just tell everyone to come out. <laughs> just come in. Yeah, we're just interrupt a, the show. It's a marathon. We're having our own auditions in here. Yes. For what? For the, for the fourth the chair? Fourth chair. The fourth chair. <laughs> fourth chair. <laughs> yeah, the Nerdist Podcast fourth chair. I love it. How do people exit when you're done with them? I don't know. Is you this could an just awkward thing? They know that they like are going to be missing something at the audition. And do you have to run? Is it 11.59 I don't know what's happening. I think Paris is calling you. It shuts down. At midnight, I missed the whole audition because I'm in here. You know what I miss? <laughs> the twenties, just like midnight in Paris. Yes, exactly. I was at Baron Vaughn's house last night because he's my new uh, acting coach. All, all pertinent information for so everybody. So you're gonna start acting like this. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. Hey. Um, 
And he was uh, doing a song that he for you. Oh, for my and podcast. And it was delightful. Yes. I feel like I'm like, is not Where a spoiler, right? Where did that tangerine right? come from? Oh, I just had it. <laughs> Those were in your hands the whole time? <laughs> you were amazing. palming tangerine slices? I came in with a tangerine like an asshole. I didn't even notice that. The entire, just all of a sudden in her hand, a tangerine. It just appeared. And yeah. so, this couldn't be more casual. Now, Aaron yeah. Gibson, when did you start doing close-up magic? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, sorry, we're doing that. Well, I burned down the magic castle. Okay, that was you. That was me. I was yeah, the arsonist, yeah. and then so that they would be like, "Oh, so confused," and then I put in an application. <laughs> and well, now I'm in. I think because of the because of the charming way that you told the story, they're never going to come after you for yeah. that no, for never. admitting it on the podcast. I I always, I, I wonder about. It. Like the statue of limitations with talking about crimes on podcasts because <laughs> I specifically thought yeah because well I didn't burn down the uh, uh, the magic castle but I did steal a credit <laughs> card in college and I've talked about it a couple times can they come after me I don't know I've talked about a, a many uh, illegal activities that I've accidentally done uh, wait um, ac- how do you accidentally do illegal things uh, well I it's like you an accident happens and then you just go away. Oh right! Okay, <laughs> I feel like you're doing the legally scene of the broken <laughs> side view mirror. Oh, no! Oh yeah! yeah. No, yeah. not you too. I thought you I, broke I it fucking, with your body. You uh, yeah, broke it with I, your body. I broke it with my body. My ribs were cracked. What's it? What an interesting definition of an accident. Yes. <laughs> Are you a lawyer? Yes, yes, I am. It was an accident. I didn't mean to ruin. My body. My client accidentally <laughs> stole the life uh, of another human being. I love my that. Hands, my hands were sticky. Didn't wash them. They stuck to my hands. The mirror had asked her to break up a shiffer robe. <laughs> <laughs> what is a shiffer robe? It's an um, It's like a. It's like a, a chest. Um, a chest. It's an um, It's that like is, for clothing. Do you know where they use a word like that? <laughs> Midnight Paris. Bye, guys. Yay! It's in. Bye. Who could be next <laughs> on Celebrity Revolving Door? This is a fun way to do it. Just I get like through it people. Too. Now we don't have to have her on. <laughs> God you know? damn it, you guys! If we could just let's do that. Let's, let's just do. Start. Let's just take aside a day. Yeah, right. just have people come every a marathon. Like, yeah. We'll cut them up charity. into ten different shows yeah, exactly. and be done for the <laughs> yeah, year. Just, be done. Uh, Chris, we, we, need way, like we need one hundred and sixty. Matt, I know. We need one hundred and sixty to be done oh, for the year. God, what have I done? Three a week. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> what have I done? Well, we got so many. We might as well just put them all up. <laughs> oh my god, this is not a complaint, by the way. Uh, this is just a. Oh, you got me. Um, AV Club gave Mandroid a great review. Oh, that's great. Like Congrats. a fucking great review. Got you. And I got to the bottom and I was like, I'm not going to read the comments because I'm smart. No. Then I get a tweet. Hey, uh, the review in the AV Club, you do not want to go to the comments, my no, friend. I was like, why would no, someone do that? No, it was no, probably no. the same fucking no, he said, guy. A lot yeah. of negativity. It turns out there are a lot of people who want to punch my fucking face. I mean, literally, like, punch my fucking face. Ugh. It is, uh,. It is intense. Oh, you know what I do sometimes you know if I you ever know, as soon as their our comedy special yeah, comes out on yeah. DVD, then I'll totally, yeah. we'll I'll totally troll their comment. Do I tell you what I do if I'm like feeling weird about like a bad comment online or some of that? I'll look up someone I really like. Oh my god, Jimmy Pardo! Hey, no, no, stop flipping this up. You gotta, okay, you gotta bring him in for a second. You gotta come in. You can come in for a second. He's fine. You can come in for a second. Oh my God! This is great. What a hostful! This is how we got to start booking the shows. Wait, Wait this is a guestful. It's <laughs> no, full no, of guests. No, get it? No, but the guests are auditioning to be hosts. It's a hostful. Oh my God! <laughs> it's perfect. It still makes sense. <laughs> we can. Jimmy Bardo. 
Come on, go run and get him. <laughs> no, run along, man. <laughs> what were um, you saying? Your friend said what about comment threads? Or oh something? no, no, no. So what I do is if I if I ever like end up seeing like a like a bad comment or yeah, something, like that, yeah. I'll go to like I'll go to like look for comments. On someone I really dig, like Louis C.K. And then someone will be uh, like, fuck. And yeah, they're, then you'll they're... be like, uh, fuck this guy. Fuck you. will go to YouTube. No like, one comments about that, like, for Louis. Sometimes you can find it. <laughs> and when you do, it's just like, you're like, eh, yeah, not for everybody. I honestly think there were like 60 out of 80 comments that were like, I want to fucking punch this shithead in the face. Yeah, but I do too. It's Jimmy Pardo! Hello! Hello. Jillian We've had Aaron Gibson on the show so we far. We had Dana J. Gould on the show. And Jimmy, Jimmy Parker, our audience those. knows, Jillian Bigman's been in every commercial for everything in a bunch of movies and is a hilarious person who happens to be married to my friend Dave Gibbs. That's right. I will sell uh, anything. Use the sound system. I will, I will sell whatever it takes. I know. I, I'm, I dust a lot more efficiently now. Hey. You know? Thank Big you. Fan. <laughs> <laughs> how is Dave Gibbs? How is your child? Uh, Dave Gibbs is wonderful. Love that guy. I love that guy. Really, really well. When you refer to your husband, do you always say his full name? I try to go by the full name because now, uh, there's not, you know, 5,000 Dave Gibbs. Pardo's, Pardo, Pardo's a music fan. Were you a fan of the Gigolo Ants, Dave's band? Can I point out that I did? I, you dragged me in here. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't care what her husband does. <laughs> you do? you Because you probably did bring the rock before, right? Yeah. Well, he was in Electric you know, Snowflake. You know Dave Gibbs. Jesus. That's my... Look at this! Hey. Huh? Hey. Who doesn't give a shit wow. now? Still me. Okay, good. <laughs> How are you and your wife? Do you need to do more push-ups or get a tighter shirt? What? <laughs> what, what are you talking what, about? Where are you gonna go? You, you look great. You don't have to be jealous of my uh, my. Uh, okay. Pythons, Chris. Call them pythons. Physique. Bitter? Mm. How about bitter? Can I be bitter? <laughs> I never doped at any minute. Just go to just wear a tank top. If you're gonna do that top, <laughs> wear a tank this top. This is a fucking like a pullover polo shirt. But Why would I go? From this but to it a tank like, top. It looks like a, what are they? You're a lady. What do they call those sleeves? Like on a girl? There's like. Oh, you mean like a cuffed? Like sleeve? a cuff sleeve. Here's the problem, Jim. Here's the problem: is that I'm in between sizes. If I wear I a medium, it my uh, it's like it's too big. I get it. Like the body fits for a small, which I am a men's small. Ladies, it just got wetter in here. Uh, but uh, but the sleeve, you know, I don't know. So I'm, I guess I'm sort of in between. Sizes. I think you look great. It was a compliment. Oh, I appreciate that. Oh, you guys. Oh, I appreciate. You're, you're the one that took it negative. You're right. I did. I did. You look good too. You got a got a, you look got a nice jacket on. Everything looking good. I like good. all three different colors of that suit. It's what? good. <laughs> what did he say? I don't know what he said. I don't so have headphones on. You liked all three of those colors on the I suit. I all Jimmy. three colors. I did. Jimmy's a professional yeah. podcaster. If he doesn't have headphones on, he doesn't matter what he doesn't hear what you're saying. It doesn't matter if it's not being recorded. He doesn't hear it. That's it. I listened to Timothy Oliphant with you guys today, and uh, let's get that guy some headphones next time. Was <laughs> it too far out? You know what? I mean, there's a reason they're here, so that people can hear themselves. Pod, podcast critique with Jimmy Pardo. And, uh, you know, Actually, a, you know, we gave him headphones. He refused That's what I'm saying. He didn't he want them. He, yeah. he turned them down. I listen to the program. Because some hair is magnificent. It is. Everything about him is magnificent. Well, yeah, yeah. headphones can really work like it's a hairband so if, really, if you really want you them poison? to. Yeah. <laughs> you mean winger? Warren? What are we talking about? I mean, Striper? Striper? Scorpio, Dio, Striper, Scorpio, Scorpio. It did just get a little bit wetter in here. Yeah, we gotta go. Jim Lee, Pardo, Jillian Bigman on the podcast. Another hostful. Man, a parade of assholes. I love. Swear to God, this show's got to be called Parade of Assholes. Yes, that's the name. Or should it be called Hosty Hostful? I like asshole asshole parade. Asshole parade. Yeah, that was the name of. Can we put asshole on the? Or do we kind of have to put the asterisks in there for asterisk? Asterisk. Astracy. 
Guys, this is, I'm not, we should really do a marathon show somewhere. We just keep bringing. You know, this is, but do you know, this is. Oh, wait, Jimmy Pardo does that every year. This is the formula, Matt Myra. We find out what shows are auditioning around town, and we set up a podcast in the audition room. Beautiful. (laughs) We just get like. Beautiful. (laughs) Two minutes of everyone. And there's like more rejection for those guys now, too. It's like coming in. It's like, I don't know you. I know you. Get in here, So Okay, so wait. So do we want to have them on before they go in, or do we want the post-game wrap-up to see how they did? We want to get, we want to bookend it. But we couldn't, it's just, it's going to be harder to go through a lot of people that way. Yeah, that's true. All right, all right. We just get them before. But how about, because they're in their heads beforehand, they're in their heads beforehand so maybe yeah. afterwards i think maybe afterwards yeah. and I we just don't talk about it because they're in their heads again yeah yeah it's, it's, it'd be rough i don't think i don't think anyone would really be on board that that plan that's not us uh the actors the <laughs> the production yeah, yeah. i don't think the building really they probably wouldn't be cool with that too <laughs> yeah. the, the production is already upset with us for although if we just go and room. sit there we just have the h4 the zoom h4n just kind of hold it there it'll just look like we're waiting to go in that's true or if we just wear it like a bracelet oh that'd be great That'd yeah. be really great. What do you think? Talking to the microphone. Talking to the microphone. Hear that? Jimmy Pardo listened to our podcast. That is nice to hear. Do you think it was us or do you think it was Timothy Oliphant? It was Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. yeah, he's a big justice. Is he an Oliphant? He is. He's an Oliphant. <laughs> do you remember that uh, Matt Besser character, uh, Dat Fant? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm no. Asian, but I'm also gay. <laughs> I don't remember because it, it was at the time of um, last comic last standing. comic standing where it was like oh um, remember those aunt, shows I used to do aunt was like yeah exactly. yeah oh, so good uh, aunt was just like whole th- every like every other line in his act at the time was just like I'm gay I'm gay I'm gay and then uh, debt fan like it was just like it's like I'm Asian I'm Asian I'm Asian so I got to tell you something I, you, I'm so glad you brought up that point because this this streams nice seamlessly into uh, um, one of the points of. Uh, it's not seamless anymore. Shit. <laughs> Let's get to it. You're right. <laughs> um, you know, there were a couple of critiques I saw of the Mandroid special. People were like, I get it. You're a nerd. Why don't you just say you're a nerd more often or, or something? And I was like, you know, I really thought about it. I'm like, I, I guess I did say it quite a few times. Like, I, I was very declarative about that in the special. It was a central theme. But, but it's sort of the difference between, you know, you know, like when Patton performs, it's not like he goes, hey, I'm a nerd, I'm a nerd, yeah. I'm a nerd. Like he just talks about it. And I'm like, you know, it is a good point. But what I what I realized, because it really made me kind of reflect on, yeah, how did that set become what it was? And I realized that that set is sort of the – there were sort of two sets happening for Mandroid that were stitched together. There was the old set that I was doing on the road for a few years. And then I started to phase some of that out in favor of some of the newer material, which I felt started to get a little more personal, mm-hmm. not to bore the shit out of everyone with the process. But I remember that a lot of that material came from basically performing for rednecks, like before people were actually coming out to see me on purpose, yeah. performing for rednecks, trying to sort of seamlessly get into that material, not having it go over, and then having them be like, what are you talking about? You know, so yeah. I thought, oh, well, literally the only way I can t- contextualize this for people is if I go, hey, I am a nerd. Here are nerdy things I'm about to say at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, then it started working in the mainstream rooms a little bit better. And I guess it was just sort of held on from the old second. Like, when I watched them, when I, when I looked at the Mandroid special, I was like, oh, yeah, there's that chunk that's the old set. And then this kind of new stuff that's coming through. And what's been super exciting on the road is that it's a whole different – it's all different now because 
when you perform in L.A. or New York, you start to build your set based on 10-minute sets. Yeah, it's all these little chunks. It's chunks. And then you step back and go, what am I trying to say based on, yeah. like, do, do these 10-minute sets fit together? Is there yeah. a theme? Yep. Am I trying to express something? And so what I've noticed is starting from scratch, just going up and talking to people is fucking awesome. And it's much more relaxed. I'm not yelling as much in my set. I'm not blowing my voice out because it's all just coming from a very organic place with at least this comedy's the set is forming from the uh, conversations with the audience. And it's been so much fun yeah. to do it this way. That's nice. I used to flip out. I'm like, how am I going to fill an hour with it? You know, and it, you know, like in the old days. And then because like, it, it was it was more I felt like it was more dependent on the has got to be about the jokes. And now it just feels more about the process and the conversation and the comedy coming out of that and the jokes don't feel forced and I'm not I'm not saying like but where's the punch you know yeah, yeah, it's a, it's so. just a much different way like it, it feels really good but the show, the live shows have been super fun so that's great uh, anyway I just had to get that off my I, I say get that off my chest like I'm angry about it and I'm not I mean just I wanted to say yeah, that you need to there, not go to therapy you just need I, uh, to talk about I haven't it I've really been able to go really yeah, this podcast is <laughs> therapy now Wait, my what? We are your therapy. You are? Yeah. That's so sweet. You. We're here for you. My therapists fight a lot. We don't fight too much. We don't fight too much. We've gotten along a lot better since the incident. What incident? You know. I don't. The. I just want the internet to Oh, you wanted it to seem like it was a thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that incident. Yeah, yeah. It was a, yeah. What have you guys been up to the last? Oh, Chris, let me tell you everything. The flu fucking took me out real bad. So in the end, it was a flu and not a cold. Yeah, it's it just felt like like the way it started, <clears throat> it started feeling like a cold where I was just kind of head dizzy and just snot and stuff like yeah. that. And then it just like, it kind of progressed to just like shaking and chills and like sweats and just, it was fucking... Fair to say you had chills and they were multiplying? No, no, they weren't multiplying. Uh, were you losing control? yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was really awful. Um, did D get it? No, she was kind of sick a little bit before that, but she didn't get it, which is great. Cause she was there to, you know, her immune system is stronger. It is. They're fucking, the fucking flu is knocking people on their ass. Yeah. It well. was, it was it, fuck, And it was cause I had two different like shoots too. Like, uh, one of the harder days, like I, I, I got like this, I got another commercial, and like I was like fucking just like waiting for my part and just like in the like holding pen with the other like you know one line actors and just going like <laughs> nobody get close like, to me and then like I fucking fell asleep and missed lunch like I like I, I could have really used some food yeah but I fell asleep and I kind of like woke up everyone's like uh, oh they already packed up all the food did you want anything I was like uh, that second question doesn't matter anymore does it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then like uh, they were then, like wow he's cranky yeah and then like i i fucking like went home and i passed out and i i like i started feeling better and then i had to do a two-day shoot on another bing commercial and and then You're like working sat, a ton yeah yeah it's been fun well, that's awesome yeah but like it was cool the uh the the other one i did was like um it was like a cool director and john ennis from mr show yeah i know like, john the, john's the great star in it. he was like it was awesome to get to see him do stuff and uh and act with him and stuff like it was great that's really cool fun. John Ennis has a great story that I'll probably get him to tell on the podcast one time, but I always remember him from doing a young comedian special and Joe Piscopo was hosting and they told Joe that John Ennis had an impersonation of him and 
uh, Joe's ego at the time didn't enjoy that, and so he totally put Ennis on the spot. It was uh. a fucking. It was and it was really uncomfortable, and then he just. And John just did it in front of him, and he was like, oh, that's what I said. You know, like, it was yeah, one yeah. of those. Oh, uh, God. Um, that's brutal. I spent uh, eight hours in the Indianapolis airport, which is, uh, on two different days, is, uh, is, is a nice airport if you're going to spend time there. But uh, Chloe met me. I was in New York doing something, and then I flew to Indianapolis. To, then we were going to drive to Bloomington. Did the Bob and Tom show in Indianapolis. Um, we're very nice guys. And... Uh, so we were meeting, our flights were supposed to arrive an hour apart from each other, like 50 minutes apart from each other in Indianapolis. And then as I'm landing and as, as you know, when we landed in Indianapolis, Chloe texted me and she was like, I'm still in Detroit. You cannot fly direct to Indianapolis anymore. No, yeah. oh, There's no direct flight. So she was connecting through, through Detroit. She was like, it's weird. They're not saying anything. It just, they just keep pushing the time, but no one's saying what's going on. And the flight before us got canceled and no one, like, I don't, we don't know what's going on. Well, <clears throat> it turns out. The connection flight was run by an airline called Pinnacle Airlines. And what they weren't telling anyone is the day she was flying, <laughs> Pinnacle fire, filed for Chapter 11. Oh, weird. And so it was like for, the, for all day, they were just like, I don't know, the computers are dead. Like it was some sort of crazy, like while she was traveling, the connecting airline filed for Chapter 11. Oh, weird. And so uh, we, we were able to get on another flight, but she, you know, she, she was supposed to get in at like 6 p.m. And I, I, I just waited at the airport to like 11 uh, but it was, but it's a, but it's a nice airport. Yeah, was, so uh, it actually yeah. wasn't wasn't that bad. I was bad. Just reading. I got this book uh, about Terry Francona, the manager for the Red Sox from '04 to 2010 or 11, and uh, he was talking about like the early '80s when he was in the majors, and like they called him up to the majors, and he had to get to Houston for a game. But at the time was the air traffic controller strike, and apparently that strike. Ended by Ronald Reagan firing all the air traffic controllers. What? That's how that strike ended. Really? Yeah. How does he get to do that? It's the their FAA. Oh, so ultimately their FAA, he did. So he fired all of them. Well, oh. you're fired. Jesus Christ. Well, they had to because no, there weren't planes. You couldn't fucking fly around the country. Yeah, but that's like, that's just like busting a union. That's that's Reagan, man. It's yeah, that is Reagan. Man. Yeah, cool. yeah. Okay. cool, man. It's Reagan. Oh my, oh my god. god, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, all that 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 whole era of politics, I was just I was a kid and not really paying attention right. to politics. So Yeah, I didn't know that either. And I, when I read that, I was like, whoa, that's cool. You're fired. Yeah. You're yeah. fucking fired. Yeah. You yeah. fucking yeah. hear me. You can talk yeah. to the chimp. <laughs> Where we're going. I mean you know, Dan Quayle. Jelly beans. Oh no, Dan. I mean George George Senior. I just said Dan Quayle. Dan Quayle. <laughs> that was something Dan Quayle would have said. Oh, damn, Quail, he's so young and dumb. <laughs> 92! Uh, what a year it was, you guys. Yeah, that's right. George, George, H, George H. Dubs was, uh, yeah. was VP. <clears throat> I, love, the, I love that when he, I love when he moves to Springfield. When he mo- oh, that's a great episode. That's a great episode. Harry Shear does the George Bush, right? I think so. Yeah, I think it's Harry Shear. And then, and then he makes another appearance when uh, Homer... Goes to this. There's like a they're 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 building housing for people, and it's it's Carter and yep. Clinton, yeah. and oh, I yeah. think George. Yeah. Yep. George H. W. is senior, and uh, it's Mo, Larry, and Curly. Oh, and, and so like, and they do the. Yeah. And then, then the, for Clinton, they do yuck 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 yuck. They do this really weird. <laughs> Could ask Dana Jay Gould about that. Who was in here merely moments ago. Uh, um, there's a TV show coming back March 30th. 
Yes. On to anchor out a night of uh, the new uh, the new series the new yeah. second half of the series of uh, Doctor Who new format and, uh, uh, and Orphan that. Black is another show that BBC is coming on. And then yeah. we're coming on with a kind of an expanded format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should new set, new set, new like bits. It's gonna be bits. This ain't your daddy's Nerdist TV show because <laughs> the previous Nerdist TV show was also not your daddy's. <laughs> we talked to your daddy and he was a little bored through the Nerdist yeah. TV show. It was never your daddy's Nerdist <laughs> yeah. TV show, but now it's really not your daddy's Nerdist yeah. TV well, show well, unless well, you well, unless well, it is your daddy's, then it's not well, yours. Well, now, now through some type of weird power. scientific accident it's or perhaps a, a radioactive meteor, your daddy is only a year older than you, and you've grown <laughs> up in the last oh year because you're Star Man. And Starman grows up fast, like two minutes fast, baby. The grown up in two minutes. Was it? A, Watch your flesh bubbling. Was it? Don't be a menace. Uh, when it was like the the son was young, uh, or the dad was younger than the son. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. And he like, just like fucking reads him a dirty thing, and he jerks off and falls asleep. Don't be a menace in South Central. Well, drinking, drinking juice, juice in, in the hood. hood. Fridays. Well, drinking Fridays. juice on a Friday. Really on Fridays? Yeah, wasn't that the? I don't think so. I think it was like, just drinking your juice in the hood. I don't think that was part of the Friday series. I thought that they had parodied Fri- the Fridays in there too. Mm. I don't know because Friday. Are you just thinking about like that because there are, there are black people in both of them? Because yeah, that's Fri- kind of racist. Friday Matt. is just a oh, comedy probably. already. I they mean, wouldn't parody a comedy. They would just parody all the like South Central gangsters. Where the fuck did that come from in my head? Friday. Friday from the was racist not, part of your brain. Friday oh, was not oh, really. You mean um, the big part? I don't. I don't. Friday Jesus still Christ. fucking holds up. It's a hilarious. I don't. I don't think Friday was necessarily like a farce the way that. Um, no, yeah, it was not. But no, no, it was. It was a comedy, though. It was a comedy, but it wasn't like uh, Drinking the Juice in the Hood. It was like it was don't, a be a Men- don't be a menace. Was like a satire. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think Friday was just a comedy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, that, that's that's sort of the main. Yeah, don't difference. be a menace was like you know it was like it was post like Boys in the Hood yeah. and Juice. Uh, yeah. Yep. With the last line, you got the juice now. <laughs> No nah, man. Um, you know, I fucking you love the juice. I love New Jack City. Oh, New Jack City. I still love New Jack yeah, yeah, City. Yeah. Chris Rock as Pookie. I always yeah. got that. Oh, oh my god, so long. Fucking Judd Nelson was great in that movie, and Ice T was cool in that movie. And fucking, I was once uh, at a party, uh, and Judd Nelson was there, and, and like you know, if uh, with a screw off uh, bottle caps, like beer caps, yeah, like I can do it with my arm. You yeah. see me do that, where I yeah. just kind of like put it on my forearm and move it, and yeah. just twist it off with my skin. Uh, and he saw me do that, Judd Nelson. He was like, "What? what? I gotta try that." And he grabs a thing. I was like, "You gotta make sure that it's." A, and he just fucking goes, and it wasn't a twist off. And then like, there's just like a little blood trickling down on his fucking forearm. I was like, "It has to be a twist off." He's like, "I'll know next time." <laughs> and then he walked out sadly bleeding. And then there was a freeze frame. And then <laughs> don't you forget <laughs> about me? He played, don't and then there were credit. Forget about twist offs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be alone bleeding, you know what, baby. <laughs> There's a there uh the landlords are redoing the kitchen in our house, and I had no idea that it's so fucking irritating to not have a, a, a room that you're used to having in your house. Oh yeah. And oh. it's just not there. And then there's fucking guys using your fucking bathroom during the day, and it's just the fucking it's the worst. Why'd you try working for a living? I have for a long time. Take I, uh, with the give. But like a, like a thing they did is like they took out the fan in the kitchen and then they put recessed lighting, you mm-hmm. know, into the ceiling. Yeah. Wait, so there's no hood for your stove now? No, there, there will be. Oh, I thought they'd removed it. So your stove's clit no, is totally exposed. Yeah. When you said fan, I just assumed you meant no ceiling hood. fan. I'm sorry. Like a ceiling fan. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. So like they they removed the ceiling fan. They put recessed lighting in the ceiling, 
And then I was like, oh, well, you know, this is like a, an old house. You kind of need a ceiling fan because it gets really hot in here. There's no central air. And the guy's like, no, just recess lighting. And I was like, all right. So I tell the landlords, they tell him, put in, the, put in a fan. And then they fucking, like, they put in the old fan between two of the recess lighting. So now the fan blades go in front of two of the lights and it fucking, I turned it on strobes? and I started fucking strobes. <laughs> and I was just like, I, fucking, I was like, I'm getting dizzy trying to fucking turn off the thing. And I, I like, I haven't gotten a hold of them where I just wanted to tell, I was like, you really think that's a, a thing you could do? But you know what's, what's funny sometimes with, with, you know, depending on sometimes when, when people are quickly redoing something, they'll just have, just like you know, work whoever's like doing the sort of the the labor, not the contractor, but just the, like, he's like, like yeah, you gotta like put the fan in, yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes they make really puzzling choices. Like I've even moved into apartments. Like, why would you just paint the windows shut? Yeah, what? all the time, all the time. Every building, you know they did. They you painted, know how paint works; it dries. <laughs> they painted over like we have a doorbell, and it's like an old time doorbell, and the bell is actually in like the little unit is <laughs> they, in the they kitchen. Paint over they the... paint it over. It's not. It's just going to be. <laughs> That's going to be the fucking sound of the doorbell now. Ah, <laughs> oh, this yeah. country we live in. But it's just like, it's like, it's, and it's not our house. We fucking rent it and we yeah. have to deal with all this fucking like bullshit. I'm like, oh God, it's just. Now, a- of course there might be someone who'd be like, first world problems, you guys. But when you, well, but when you have renting. to live, like when you live somewhere yeah. and that's a part of, you know, like, that's like, oh, but that's like, yeah. we have our to- fridge is in our fucking living room right now. That's <laughs> cool. Pretty convenient. Yep. Get all the beverages next next to you. Yeah, you get you can put six six packs of soda, candy in the fridge, uh, anything you want to keep cold, Tommy boy. Sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) How's everything else going? Good. Getting ready to do the uh, uh, the meltdown, the show that uh, Kumail and I do. Uh, We're going to be doing a pilot for Comedy Central. Cool. Uh, We're shooting that on uh, February fifteenth. And so, if you want tickets, go to what's this site for the theater like nerdmelt la i think it is nerdmelt nerdmeltla.com yeah and you can get uh you can get tickets and see us uh uh we got some uh good comics like jim gaffigan's gonna be doing it are you shooting it at meltdown we're gonna be doing it at meltdown fucking great yeah uh we're gonna like roll kind of like smaller cameras kind of make it like a documentary style you think i would know what's going on at my own theater but i we i emailed just you about i it. know about it i just didn't know how it was going to be if it was going to be shot i some for some reason in my head i thought oh they're just taking the aesthetic of the meltdown and shooting it on a stage you know they that was a thing that came up and we were like no we don't want to like fake it and so it's like really non-invasive yeah. like uh it's going to be kind of all a handheld camera smaller like dslrs and the cameras are going to be just roaming around within the audience. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, because so it'll we, feel intimate. It'll feel yeah. Intimate, we wanted yeah. to because uh, you know one of uh, Kumail's things. He's like, who watches comedy while hovering above the crowd from one side of the theater to the other? Right. And like he like we wanted to make Superman. It, Superman watches comedy that way. Boom. <laughs> but like yeah, so it's uh, it should be fun with Lance Bangs, uh, who's like like this great videographer director guy who did like uh, you know a bunch of different stuff. Like uh, he's he's currently doing a. Uh, uh, Odd Future, that show. And so, yeah, should be fun. Cool. Should be good. Um, we'll see. You know, it's a pilot. It could, we'll just do it and walk away. Yeah, I mean, and that's what the, the great thing about a pilot like that is that it's not like, uh, oh, we've scripted this thing and we don't know how it's going to play. This is a show you guys have been doing for years, yeah. and all you have to do is just do another one. Yeah, it's just, yeah, exactly. We're going to do, do two in one night and then just, like, you know, film it, edit together the best bits. And just be done with it. And it's like, it's not like we, like, there's nothing that really has to change. We don't have to, like, 
rebuild anything we don't have to change anything it's good, it's good that they're letting you do it in your home space because yeah. it's you know like the, well, the dynamic so of it the dynamic of a new room is you never know how that's gonna work well, when we first started doing the show and like it got really popular there was a lot of people going Are you guys gonna move the show and we're like then it wouldn't be the show right it, it wouldn't be the show the, the, weird, the, the thing the thing about yeah, a comedy room is that a, co- a comedy room is sort of an is is usually just kind of an accident in the sense that yeah you you know you, there are some things that you can sort of predict about well this room could be loud or if the bar is right there that's sort of, but you just you never exactly know how a room is going to be and some of them work and some of them don't and the meltdown room just works yeah it just happens to work and you never know because there's always a thing as a comic when you walk into a place and you kind of like see like a stage in the corner you're always like hey, you probably put a comedy show of on course here. Put, put the mic right there put, you know you always have that thing and most times you're completely wrong you are like I, through the years there have been rooms that i've tried to start and it, especially when i was doing more open mic stuff and like oh we'll start a room here and it's like well this is a beautiful bar and it already has yeah. a stage and it's gonna and it just for, it doesn't, for it doesn't work. It just yeah, doesn't yeah. work for some and it's reason. It's like so many elements, like neighborhood, parking, the day that you pick in the week. It's almost like the best rooms are rooms that shouldn't work. Yeah. Like UCB New York is a room that shouldn't, shouldn't work. work. There are two giant Blind pillars yeah. in the middle of the stage that block part of the audience, and it's still one of the best rooms. Did you go in? It's Pardo. Oh, Pardo. Jimmy Pardo. Oh, Jack he is off. Look, he doesn't look as Jack happy as he did. Did you? Did, is the audition process happened? Has the audition happened? When does this episode air? Uh, next week. I'm not auditioning. <laughs> what? I'm here just visiting people. Okay. Is that true? Yep. Are you hoping they're going to go, wait a minute, why don't you yeah, try auditioning? I want to pull a Paul Reiser on Diner. <laughs> where I, I don't know that story. Oh, Paul Reiser was just, he, was, he went to the uh, Diner auditions with a buddy, and they, the cast director liked his, uh, the cut of his jib, the way that he was handling himself in the waiting room, and said, why don't you come in and, and read? And uh, oh. he got Oh my God! Yeah, that's like there's always that thing where like you're like you know there's moments in your life like when you're auditioning where like you're with somebody you're like oh why don't you just come and then that's like the ultimate fear it's like yeah uh, I'll just go with you and I'll just wait for you and then we can go we'll go get food afterwards like or, just stay in the car I, I, I'm sure there's no shortage of of like uh, of star stories where it's like oh my sister was auditioning for this and then the younger sister just happened to be there and then they cast the younger sister and yeah. shattered the older oh, sister you are oh. preaching to the fannings yes. Is that what happened? I don't know. And the other one, there's a smaller fanning. There, there, there are fannings. They're like nesting fannings. Yeah, you, one, <laughs> one inside of the other. You know what fans are? <laughs> the the best response I could hope to get out of Pardo. <laughs> fanning. What? All right. How's uh, How's podcast going? How's everyone? Hey, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not sick, guys. I got what they call a cough. Okay. Um, my son's had this cough for about 20 days. Oh he's yeah. Probably taking wow. to see a doctor. No, we did. It's just, it's just a cough. Just a whooping cough. Yeah. Who's this now? Someone just peeked in. They want to I don't know who it was. I don't know what's happening. Listen, uh, guy looked like another guy. Podcast, how's it going? Podcast is going great. Yep. You know, better what than season, ever. What season are we at now? Season twelve. Wow. Season twelve. Wow. Wow. And uh, not know. twelve years. No. no, six years. Like it's like six television. years. Okay. Okay. Right. And uh, actually, we're about to start our seventh year in uh, May. I believe it'll be uh, we're seven years. We're going into our third. And, and if it's like, well, how did that fucking happen all of a sudden? It. Uh, it flies by when yeah. you're having fun. Isn't that true? <laughs> you grit, I mean, you're gritting your teeth. hate myself. Brother. <laughs> I had no way to end that sentence. I, I can't believe that I went cliche. Now, listen, I don't have headphones. I don't know who's talking. Any live shows coming up that you're doing? <laughs> uh, when, what, what? Live shows. Where can, can people see you? When will this air? Next week. 
Uh, well, I'm about to be in Bloomington, but I think this is uh, that's before. Oh, I just came. I just guys got back from there a couple days ago. It's my, it's my top three favorite clubs in the country. Comedy Attic, amazing. Yeah, you know who named that club, right? No, I did. You no. Yeah. What is this? Some kind of comedy attic? Yes, yeah, so I go. I'm up, in, I'm up in somebody's attic. Oh no, in a comedy attic? Yeah, because it was a some, funny bone. It was funny bone. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I uh, I take uh, they give and I take full credit. That is a fucking great space. <laughs> love it. I, love I don't it. like you saying space, but I mean, other than that, I think it's a <laughs> great, a great comedy room. There you go. Okay, I appreciate great that. Great space. This what are you, what space. you, my mother-in-law talking about theater? Well, <laughs> now let's talk about my daughter. You need to keep her happy. By uh, by, I wish my wife. I'm was a here dowager. To do her uh, terrific uh, impression of her mother-in-law. I the her, Blo- her Bloomington, Indiana has. <laughs> we we ate Afghan food two nights in a row. Like they have amazing international. National cuisine in Bloomington, Indiana. It's a college town. It is. And Breaking uh, Away was filmed there. Mm-hmm. My favorite movie of all time. It's one of my favorite movies. It's in my top five. It's my. I don't. How clear am I going to make this? Number one for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somewhere What's in the top first? five. What's your first? Ed Wood. Really? Yeah. Good day. Oh Good wow! Day. Oh no! Good day, Jimmy Pardo. There I he goes. I'm reliving your youth with Breaking Away. <laughs> Anything, I like Jaws, guys. Pedaled out of here. Really, Jaws number one? Yeah, it's got to be Jaws. Gotta be jazz. Gotta be jazz. <laughs> gotta be jazz. Mm. You're just trying to say it's Rain Man by saying it's gotta be gotta, jazz. Gotta be jazz. <laughs> what do you have? You have a favorite movie? It's either gotta be Ghostbusters or Groundhog Day, but it's a fucking Bill Murray movie, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, when I when I was a kid, my world was populated by a by like a half a dozen recurring films, which were The Jerk, Caddyshack, Fletch, Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, uh, Real Genius. Yeah, I would probably even throw Revenge of the Nerds in there too, but but th- but those first six were those really are like the, the movies of like those, hanging out with friends or when you're just bored. You yeah would, yeah. I would pin those to my Pinterest board. Oh my god, you guys! This instead of having to tell them, you by Pinterest. Not about Pinterest oh at all. No. What would I pin? My Pinterest board would be Jaws, High Fidelity, uh, Ghostbusters, and Back to the Future would be on there as well. Uh, and then I think, honest to God. I'm in the minority here, but one of my favorite comedies of all time is fucking Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. No, it's good. It's a funny movie. It it's a fun movie. Yeah, yeah. It is so funny. Yeah, it but just, just for me, it's, it's like so it's so pretty, and they take it so seriously. And John C. Riley is so fucking. But it gets funny a bit too big for me at points. I wanted him to take it a little bit more seriously. Well, I liked it because I had just, like it had just come off of that run of like Ray and yeah, uh, Walk yeah. the Line. Say that again. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Walk the line. I like. I think I was working at ArcLight when that was out. I ended up seeing it like three times, yeah. and uh, that one part just gets it. So I say, "You can't do that. You can't walk the line." Smash cut. I walk the line. <laughs> <laughs> so he ended up walking the line. Yes, exactly. No one really, and I don't even know if that's a thing that people would say to each other. I will. Shouldn't walk we? Shouldn't hard. we challenge someone in the movie with the title of the movie? This isn't an ET. <laughs> this isn't an ET. <laughs> this is an. He go email you. This is the EST that we've ever seen. <laughs> How tea is he? Pretty e. E-T. Pretty Do you want some more uh, sugar? Yeah, I'll have a little uh-huh. E. <laughs> I'll have a little E. Little So uh, spinstress is my pin board of uh, 50-year-old unmarried mm. ladies. I love it. <laughs> Who wear those <laughs> ankle... Uh, pantyhose, those ankle hose. I like it. And it. Uh, flat, flat. We should, we should Kintrist is where I put all different uh, members of my family yep. on, a, on a board. Yep. And just different, different can. Wintrist is where I put uh, pictures of Steve Wynn, <laughs> the, the father of Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Wintrist is where I put 
pictures of Windows dot three point five. Um, Wintrist is actually uh, I don't do anything with that. Win Wintrist is where I put my favorite scenes from the movie Win Win. Quintrist is where I put um, a bunch of shark hunters and then they get chopped up in half partway through the page. Primtrist is actually where I uh, anything that's in Nevada that's not Las Vegas. <laughs> Clintrist is uh, all Clint Eastwood. Yes, and Clint Howard. <laughs> any Clint's? No, no any, any Clint's. Clint's. <laughs> you know, for far I was too focused on Clint's, but then I just opened it up to all Clint's. All Clint's. Yeah, Clint Black. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Clint Eastwood. It, um, if you want that too. You can't come in here. It says no homers allowed. But you have other you have that other homer you in there. You have a homer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we could have Do one. They? It's plural. No homers. <laughs> no homers. <laughs> skin trist. Skin trist. It's just uh, skin grafts. I really enjoy skin grafts. Just different patterns of skin at different places. Mm-hmm. Sewn together for yeah. a suit that I will put on. Mm-hmm. Would you fuck you? I would fuck me. Mm. Yeah, I would, I'd fuck me. Yeah. Oh, sure, did you I'd guys watch me. The Following? I saw the pilot for The Following. Yeah, me too. They just heard I, it. And I loved it. And, uh, right Because I watched it before Kevin Bacon did the podcast. Oh, you did? And, and it was one of those shows where I thought, uh, I get it, grizzled ex-FBI, it's a procedural, okay, okay. And then as it starts to unfold... It's like you, you should definitely watch the following. The last five minutes of the following, which basically sets up the whole series, yeah. is so like, oh, fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, it gets really awesome. There's a couple parts in, like, the show where I was just like, oh, fuck. I've never had that reaction watching a fucking <laughs> yeah. network TV show. Yep. Uh, yeah, I really I really enjoyed it. It's dark. It's really fucked up. It's kind of like, like Silence of the Lambs, the TV show. Yep. Uh, it's good. Like, did I, did I talk about? Um, well, I put that on my board. Kevin Bacon Trist. Ooh, stretch, but I like it. <laughs> stretch, stretch, but I like somebody, it. Somebody did something that once, and you were like, "Oh, you need some cream for those stretch marks." <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm great. <laughs> Only I can remember everything. Uh, I did like it. It did remind me of uh, this show. It's a. Did I talk about like that? Uh, the Swedish Danish show, The Bridge. Was Kevin Bacon in Breaking Away? No, he was not. Wait, he was one of the college kids? Wait a minute! No, oh. wait, no, we're thinking of him he, in Animal House. Okay. Yes. He was not in Breaking Away. He was not in Breaking Away. Yeah. Anyway, what happens is they, get, they find a body on this bridge. It's perfectly severed in half. What are you talking about now? That's kind of a reveal. What do you mean? It's not a reveal. It's kind of a... Oh, look who's come <laughs> marching back in! Did somebody say, you... Um, you heard us say breaking away, and you had to come back. Are, are you guys talking about it again? We for a second. It's we a were. great move. It's one of my favorite. For some movies. reason, I thought Kevin Bacon was in Breaking Away, but he was. Yeah. He, he was, was in Quicksilver. He was in Quicksilver. Silver, <laughs> another bicycle movie. That's uh, bicycle movie. Bicycle movie. Yeah. Uh, you know what's a great movie? That unicycle movie. Now that thing is fantastic. Yeah, the race is really funny. <laughs> what? Just at the end, the big unicycle race. It's just. <laughs> I know it's supposed to be really intense, but I can't. Help I had it. You, you giggle at it, right? Yeah, you can't help you it. You can't help it. I, I, and I'm the kid's with you. dad is like, you know, dying, and he has to win the race to show him. Yet they're on unicycles. There's, it's just inherently, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I also exactly. thought it was yeah. a little forced. They have to save the youth center. Well, the movie, forced. the movie no. is called <laughs> Slow Silver. <laughs> ah, ah, that was not creative on their part at all. <laughs> no, that they would call it that. Yeah. Uh, Breaking pr- yeah. fairly near where you started. Right. Break, break. <laughs> We're doing all right. I'm gonna make a movie called We're Doing All Right. 
<laughs> it's a real low stakes movie. Just real low. Yeah. All right, we're getting there. Yeah. Hey, my God, we have to pay the rent by tomorrow. That's yeah. good. I, you know, that's good. Yeah. Got a check came in. Speaking of paying the rent, here's what happened today, gentlemen. What? Uh, my, uh, my, my credit report's been hacked. No. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, what I got, uh, and I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm rattled about. it. I can't get it out of my head. Uh, they ran, uh, they ran my credit report for reasons that are not your business. Yep, gotcha. And I uh, feel like that could be relevant to the story, though. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's a refinance. Okay, I'll say it. Yeah. Well, who cares? To refi. To refi, to refi my house. And uh, my credit report dropped 100 points. Oh, My credit rating. And and, uh, and I was like, what? That, what? That's not possible. Of course it's not possible. And then you feel defensive because you're like, I pay my bills I pay, all the time. Not only do I, like, I pay, I pay bills I don't even have. Yeah. So, when, so apparently something went to a collection agency, something that isn't even me went to a collection agency, and that collection agent, that thing alone drops it by 100 points. Wow. And so what, what? I don't know. It happened. I kid you not. So it happened scary. forty minutes ago that okay. I got this information. Oh. Well, first of all, first of all, I admire the fact that you are keeping it together as much as you can because I would be in a fucking heap because I my credit used to be very bad and it took years to fix it. Years because with credit time, if if all if everything on the report is accurate, time is the only thing that solves it. Most things will drop off after five years, but usually seven. They have seven years, then it has to drop off. And so, uh, and it's interesting, you know, these, these credit reporting agencies are, you know, they're independent agencies that have just been, have dubbed themselves the authorities right. on credit, the three, uh, TransUnion and Equifax and, um, and, uh, the other one that I can't the remember. The other one that nobody seems to give any credit to. <laughs> yeah. No, pun, no yeah. pun intended, I promise you. And so, uh, so, uh, basically. TransUnion, you say them? TransUnion and Equifax, Equifax and, uh, oh, and, and the other one. And so they... The best that you can do is immediately call them and go, I, you know, I have to contest this. This isn't me. And they allow you to make a statement on your behalf. Now, keep in mind, that ding is still on there. It just, it just basically just looks like you screaming, going, this isn't me. I know. And so then a whole investigation will have to be launched. And then, and then of course, they'll have to determine it. But it's a process and it's a paper trail. Um, but it sounds like in your case, you'll be okay ultimately. I, well, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I've never had to do this sort of thing. And by the way, dig this, I say, as a hippie. Uh, the thing that went to collection, $92. Oh. So oh. to me, what pisses me off is like, I, it's all computers. We know that. Yeah. But wouldn't, couldn't a human being look at that and go, well, this guy's paid the $6,000 bill. Is he really blowing off the 92 nah, bucks? Nah, it's all, even, it's all, com- I'll tell you this, even matter. if a $92 bill came to my house and I didn't know what it was, I would just pay it. That's what I do. Yeah. So you yeah, have exactly. to, I don't even question. I'm just like, I assume I'd that up somewhere. The person, like, like credit repair bureaus can't really do anything that you couldn't do. It's really just, it's, you have to go to the federal, the federal trade commission, which I think is FTC.gov. Okay. So you have to go to the federal trade commission and find out what your rights are as, as, as a person whose credit has been hacked or so, you know like something that and then you know if you can prove that it's that it's not you then they'll then they'll pull it off you know cut to sure this is what happened i go duh all right Oh yeah. shit! Oh, for 90, oh yeah, for, oh, ninety-two bucks. Uh, uh, your, Jimmy, son, your son Oliver has a credit Jimmy, card. Uh, we have this from Hollywood Video. Breaking away VHS. This is your late fee. Ninety-two. Ninety-two bucks. Yeah. It's worth it. But, but it Blockbuster closed it. down. It's not fair. It's not fair. There's done. no place to return yeah. it. <laughs> I'm furious. I would be furious yeah. too. I feel like my hands are tied. You, I see you move them freely. It's funny you were gesticulating Please with your right hand. Understand that it, that's a it's a term. Hmm. What is that? I couldn't even come up with the right word. What is, <laughs> what is the term for term? Colloquialism. Yeah. What? Colloquialism, thank you. Is that it? No, that's no. not right either. What? No, I thought it was. It's an, not an analogy. It's not an analogy. It's, it's what is metaphor. it? Okay, good. We're four dumb it's a guys. It's metaphor. 
not a colloquialism? No, it's not a metaphor. My hands are tied. Hands are tied. That's, That's a, a colloquialism, isn't it? It's a figure of speech. That's what we're looking for? Yeah, but there's a word, though. For it. Is it Greece? Oh God! And that's the second it. time that's Greece come off early. I would say that's a colloquialism. Like that—that's that's a—that's right. a, that's a yes. part of our like. That's a saying. That yeah, we automatically, who coined it? But automatically, Matt says it, so it's wrong. I get it, guys. <laughs> you said it. It's true. I saw Timothy Oliphant today, and he was infuriated. You were not part of that episode. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank now you, you seem a little obsessed with Timothy Oliphant. Oh, did a great Pardo Patrol with him for Conan. Uh, it's on the web, uh, teamcoga.com slash part of patrol. I saw, I saw his panel on Conan, and he was really funny. He's, he, uh, if you could see this clip uh, of mine, it's he and I end up shooting Nerf guns at each other. And Ugh. it's, I mean, it's, he's great. Like, yeah, all these celebrities that I do these things with, and you guys know that you're in show business. And, um, uh, <laughs> that was directed at me. Right, podcasting. And uh, says the king. So I'm, I'm mocking myself. <laughs> Uh, you know, they all take the time, they, you know, to do these part of patrols. They all, you know, they were like, oh, we'll do it. But, you know, you can tell after like 10 minutes, they, they want out. They're right. Done. Right. Not Timothy. He loved it. Like I, I got the feeling that could have gone on for six hours of he and I shooting Nerf guns at each other and being funny. He's in the, he just seems like a, just a, he's just a, a regular dude, just like a guy yeah. that you could hang out it's, with. It's like, our, you know, it's our, the go-to is our friend, John Hamm, where he's just a guy whose job is to be handsome and be on television. And poor yeah. John Hamm is such a nice guy that I feel like he he says yes to so many of He's got to start saying no. He's, yeah. He says yes <laughs> to so many of us. I feel bad asking him to do stuff because I, I, you know, like yeah. there's a good chance he'll say yes. And I feel like I'm taking advantage of the poor guy's time, you know, and because he, he's such a sweetheart about it. I, and I, I stand by it. He has to start saying no. <laughs> and I mean, you know, I, I mean that because John, come on. I meant after this time. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. I really need yeah, you to yeah, do yeah. this. Start saying no, please. Not to me. No, 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 no. You're just trying to trick me into saying yes again. You're a good friend. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, guys. <coughs> All right, I'm ruining your show. No, you're not. Uh, we are we friends. Got a little Pardo color. It's nice. This nice. Didn't, that a little crossover. Racist. Yeah, a lot um, of crossover. Throwing shade podcast and the Dana Gould Hour. Yep. Wow. What? Everyone's got a fucking podcast. Hey, are, are your thing. Are we allowed to? Can I say congratulations to you? Uh, well, on what is that? Is that did I did I read that about this uh, pilot, Kamel? Yeah, the oh, pilot. Yeah, the pilot. yeah, 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 yeah we talked about it. Earlier. Yeah, good yeah, for you, that. man. Thanks, thanks. That's fantastic. Yeah, it should be fun. Is it a standing up comedy showcase? Is that yeah, what it is? it's going to be like uh, there. You know, it's uh, like any other showcase shows, but uh, like filmed at at the space. You're going to film it at the meltdown? Yeah, yeah. like smart cameras and so yeah, live yeah. at Gotham. Yeah, same kind of like meltdown. idea where it's uh, like you know. Like remember Live at Gotham where they they, they did the kind of like it was like all kind of younger up and comers, but then they would have like a big name. Right. Uh and that that's gonna be like a similar thing. Look forward to doing it. Yeah, yeah. Should be good. I uh, <laughs> so if it gets picked up. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> if it gets picked up, I assume that they're, they're that you actually would be able no, to do the uh, show. You know what though? I I don't do stand up on television or else I would. Uh, no, but that's that's the beauty of what we want to do with the show is like the looseness of live comedy that's lost in most of these showcase shows. Is, uh, Good you know, luck to you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, I mean, that's what they bought. Yeah, the I, well, I know what they bought. <laughs> Let's I, remember that I just did a pilot for them. I that was did there. Not get picked up. I was there. You were part of it. I was. Part I did of a pilot it. that I'm waiting to find out. Are my dreams going to be shattered, guys? No, you're in. Oh, good. Thank you. In fact, I'm yeah. here to deliver the news. Okay. Oh, that's, that's so nice. It seems kind of <laughs> cruel. Seems weird. Seems yeah. weird. Yeah, that seems me. <laughs> not only are we not picking up your pilot, we're going to send you to the guy whose we're pilot we're you. picking up. We're yeah, going to have yeah. to get you. Well, I, you don't have to. I don't have to do that. Well, you signed this contract that says you actually <laughs> did. Yeah. It also says once you sign this, we're dropping your credit rating. Yep, <laughs> that's right. You owe us ninety-two. Ninety-two dollars. <laughs> ninety-two freaking dollars. Yeah. Who? I would pay it just to pay it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Five times over, you would pay it. I I wish that I could talk to a human being and just say, get rid of it. Why wouldn't I pay that one? Yeah, I know. Andy's out. And one? (laughs) (laughs) There goes Jimmy. Watched it, Pardo. Breaking away. I'm going to. Yeah. Didn't mean to ignore your question. Um, (laughs) I've not seen that one in a while. I've not seen that one in a while. It's a great movie. What's number two? Uh, number two, uh, to be honest, want to get real? Yeah. It actually is breaking away. Hey! I like that unnecessary yeah. positivity. Hey! hey! Look, at they got something common, yeah. these two guys. Did yeah, it. breaking away, I've, I've seen more times. Good for you. Times, yeah. Your generation, I, f- I feel, because you're 20 years younger than me, you, I don't think they know that movie. So it's so great that you saw it and you related to it because it was so from... Yeah. That era, you know, 1979. Yeah. And those guys just graduated uh, high school. I just graduated eighth grade, but I still, like, tried to put myself in, you know, hey, I'm, I'm Mooch. I'm the little guy. Yeah, that's how I feel about American Pie. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the thing is that that, don't, that idea. Don't, you, you listen, don't, you, people could be real, man. <laughs> yeah. People could talk from the heart without yeah. you having to go off backroom genius bar. Yeah. Hey! hey! Uh, but that's what are we, the Sopranos? <laughs> what the hell was that? I'm just holding up my character on this show as being unnaturally positive all the time. But uh, yeah, no. But the thing is, with that idea, like uh, I saw when I was in high school, when I was getting close to graduating, I was in this like really shitty like film class, and they showed it, and like I like that was the only good part of that entire class was that I got to see this movie. And like it's the the elements of it of just guys like there was like you know the one guy who was just like no let's just hang out yeah. we don't need to go and do like it's like I kind of like I I had a feeling that I was going to become that guy because like I didn't feel like I was going to go to college or like didn't really you know have any plans outside of high school and like it's just very it's very universal mm-hmm. like that feeling yeah and you know um, Rick Gervais and Stephen Merchant made a movie called Cemetery Junction uh, which is like kind of the same area uh, same era like late seventies. And it's these kids in this shitty town that, like, just kind of imagine the Breaking Away guys a few years after that, and they still haven't done anything. Yeah, yeah, okay. And they're still just, just drinking and hanging out in the town and chasing girls and stuff like that. And it's like, but a very similar thing where it's like, they're just like, I don't know how much longer we could do this, but this guy, he's so charming. He just wants us to keep hanging out. So I recommend that if you like I Breaking will, Away. I will. I will watch that. I like uh, Stephen Merchant. Yeah, and so it's like, and it's like, it's a real, it's like a coming of age kind of movie in the same vein. With accent, with accents. Yes, accents. with accents. And there's a couple, there's a, the thing is, though, they do a couple of those jokes that you're like, you know, like, it's like, oh, they make a joke about, uh, you know, how um, Elton John, it's like, it's like, you're a real ladies man, like Elton John. Like, there's a, like, a couple of those, which, like, I don't like. That's like, you know, it got on my nerves with the wedding singer. I was just going to say the wedding singer, don't take off that shirt. You're going to break the, you're going to jinx the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Van Halen shirt. Wedding singer. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And there was a ton of those. Like, you guys are going to be together forever. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like you don't need those because right. it was like a sweet story. You don't need to have those fucking jokes. And... I look forward to seeing it, Joe. What's yeah. called uh, Pet Cemetery? Cemetery Junction. <laughs> Cemetery Junction. <laughs> Cemetery yeah. Man with Rupert yeah, Everett. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, here's a, a quick anecdote, and then I'll get out of your hair. You're okay. doing a program, and I apologize. That's right. Uh, I went to see Breaking Away recently at the, uh, the silent movie theater here in Los Angeles. They played it? Uh, they played it, and Dennis Christopher, the star, was there doing a Q&A. The guy who looked like Beck before Beck did. Yes, he did. <laughs> so and you're talking about Cinefamily. You went to Cinefamily. I went to Cinefamily, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it was cycling weekend. It was all movies about bicycles. Uh, I don't know if the unicycle film was there. Uh, I didn't <laughs> I stay for the entire... I'm crying thinking about that. <laughs> um, so afterwards, I went because I, you know, I, it, again, it, it's a movie that changed my life. And I don't say that with any, you know, hyperbole. It did. And so I wanted to meet Dennis Christopher and be a stupid 
stupid fan and get my DVD cover autographed by him. And so I waited in line patiently to meet him while everybody bored him to tears. And you could see his celebrity face. Celebrity is a strong word. A guy is you know, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's yeah, a working yeah. actor. Yeah. And a good one. Yeah. And But you could just see, like, nobody reading the signals of, you know, we're done talking. Yeah. And I watched all of that because it's all it's happened to all of us yeah, after yeah, live yeah. podcasters or wherever yeah. where like the one guy stays that extra two seconds you're like dude catch on there's other people I here. really yeah. appreciate all my fans Jimmy oh, shut I up. Just, <laughs> shut up. so it's finally my thing here's the beautiful spit yeah. it's finally I, I walk up and he uh, he's I said you know I I literally I, I kid you not got teary eyed and uh, to say hello to him and and I couldn't believe it. I, I was getting choked up and. And uh, and he said, well, who do I make it out to? And, he, and I said, Jimmy. And he goes, Jimmy, I know you. You're a comedian. And then it was like, oh, he goes, yes, of course. And you do sketches on Conan, right? I go, yes. He goes, yes, you're great. Oh, man. So now I went from being super fan to him knowing me, which people tell me is cool. And then at that point, did you switch over and be like, all right, all right, I get it. <laughs> I was like, very good. Was he joning on? Was he joining on? <laughs> but I, thought, I got uncomfortable because it was like uh, I went from – uh, thank you very much. Thank you for not interrupting. Um, so, uh, that's the deal. So anyway, he knew who I was, which threw me uh, for a loop because I just wanted to be a fan. You know what yeah. I mean? I just wanted to be, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's kind of cool though. I'm told that he probably appreciated that somebody in the business was so moved by well, him. I think yeah. he just recognized you and enjoyed your work and expressed that. And so now a guy that you respected respects you. And that's a nice story. Anyways, you know, same mm-hmm. thing happened with Peter Cetera from Chicago. Whoa. I was walking down the street one time, and I saw he and his daughter coming out of a restaurant, and I ne- never bother celebrities ever, but it was like Peter Cetera. I was like, I got to right. say hello to this right. guy. I Again, mean, you have to. The one other person, other than uh, breaking away, you know, Peter Cetera and Steve Perry changed my life. Uh, so it's like, I got to say hello to him. And I'm walking to the the tailor. I, I got some slacks, too long of slacks over my arm. And uh, they I go said, on your legs. I said, I never, I never bother. I never, I never bother anybody. And you could just see. He's zoned out. Uh, yeah, well, but you're about to be. You're about yeah. to be the guy yeah. that yeah. you claim you're not. Yeah. So just shake my hand and move along. And he said, uh, very kind. He goes, well, very nice. Uh, nice to meet you. And he goes, what's your name? And I said, uh, my, my name is Jimmy. And he goes, Jimmy, are you a comedian? Oh, wow. <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, he goes, what's your name? I said, Jimmy Pardo. Yes, I've seen you on Comedy Central. Like, are you fucking uh, I did. It was like I jumped up and down. I mean, that was awesome. And so along you, comes you appreciated woman. that more than when it happened with... Uh, you know guy. what? Because it's I, I kind of feel like there's two different worlds. He's yeah. you know 65 years old, yeah. and a musician and a singer is a different thing. Whereas I think that Dennis Christopher and I are kind of the same. I mean, he's as successful as an actor as I am as a comic, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. So just working, it's kind of well, just working guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it kind of I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, uh, listen, you got a note halfway through. I was close through, to Paul so. Dooley once, and I, I like I want. I was just like I gotta tell him. I gotta tell him that like more often than anything else, I go refund. Like I just like. My I, goddamn French fries. Can I buy, can I bore you with one more? Please. I'm at the Boston Market on Riverside in Burbank, California. Is that after the comedy attic? <laughs> <laughs> no, this was actually before, believe it or not. Okay. And uh, I walk out and there's Paul Dooley. And I was like, I gotta I gotta say hello to Paul Dooley. I gotta t- I gotta quote my favorite line from Breaking Away to Paul Dooley. And same deal, I got a little choked up and uh, I'm apparently not good meeting people. And uh, and I said, Mr. Dooley, I just have to take some time. You know, you know, it's my favorite movie of all time. And the scene, he goes, right, refund, refund. I get it. <laughs> I go, no, no, it's not refund, believe it or not. He goes, whoa, what is it? I said, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's when you show up at the race and you said he tried, Evelyn. Even the announcer said he tried. And he goes, unbelievable. He goes, that was my favorite line in the movie. 
And then I kid you not, he may still be there talking to me. <laughs> Paul Dooley held me hostage. Mike Schmidt, who I was having lunch with, goes, well, Jimmy, we got to go. He goes, well, great. Where are you guys going? I'll, I'll walk with you. No. Oh. Go, well, we're going over to this car right here. Walks, blocks my car door. And then oh, and just no. holds court. Uh, oh, no. Paul style. Yeah, yeah. But, which I enjoyed, but it was like, eh, hey, I'm, let's get on with it. Yeah. We're done. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. We're done. Because uh, you could easily then parlay someone that. someone came running out of the restaurant and said, Mr. Pardo, your $92 bill. Oh, and you totally oh, missed it. Want me one day. <laughs> no, Dooley did it. He, he, he actually oh, credit. Dooley you... did it. That's, uh, all right, listen. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. Enjoy. Season twelve. I'm gonna be doing some live dates around. Uh, we got the Sketch Fest coming up, of course. SF Sketch Fest. Yeah, you're gonna be up there at the uh, County Attic telling jokes up there on the attic. Gonna be up there in the attic. And Frank was in an attic. You got any jokes about her? Ah, I don't. She's very quiet. I'm sorry. I just did a morning radio tour this morning, so I'm in that. I'm in that mode. Um, where are you going? Yeah, I, I'm going to Tacoma Comedy Club. Well, I, well, by the time this airs, I'll have been there. Uh, and then in the in the spring, I'm doing a bunch of like you know helium in Portland and Denver at the Comedy Works and you know, did helium in Portland on New Year's Eve? Oh, I was in Portland. Somebody told me that. But and I I, I did a guest set there like the two days before. That's what they told me. Yeah. But uh, I but I did not go back to helium on New Year's Eve, so I apologize. But uh, first of all, I, you don't have to apologize. <laughs> okay. All right. uh, second of all, uh, two of the best uh, New Year's Eve shows in the history of New Year's Eve. Oh, so wow. much fun. Really good audiences, and they were and they listened. And New Year's Eve can be such a crapshoot of bad shows. Uh, they were great. Good, good. Glad we're all good people. We're all friends. Good. Uh, yeah. Pardo! Good to see you. And now that uh, we have 10 seconds before the CD runs out, I will uh, say enjoy that... Enjoy your burrito, uh, kids. Yeah, what? Enjoy your burrito. And I'm going to check out all of Jimmy's stories on Jim Trist. <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Hey, grown-ups! The Cat in the Hat cast is a new podcast from Wondery, perfect for the whole family. Join the Cat in the Hat and your favorite Dr. Seuss characters as they get whisked away on a new adventure every week. Fish dreams of creating his very own polite and quiet podcast. That is, until he gets a surprise visit to his fishbowl podcast studio from the Cat in the Hat himself. And it becomes very clear that the cat has other plans for the podcast. And those plans are the opposite of quiet. Sing along to new favorite songs, try your luck at Titanic tongue twisters, have some fun with wondrous wordplay, and most importantly, bring your family along for all of the adventures in the Cat in the Hat cast. Follow the Cat in the Hat cast on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the Cat in the Hat cast early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Wondery Kids Plus on Apple Podcasts today.